0: Hey, what's going on? It is Dom C coming at you for Domcast episode 29, dude. It is November 8th, 8th. this is only my second podcast this month. It feels weird. Uh, I feel like I, I've, been, I've been doing like five a month or so. This is only my second one this month. Look at that. Look at that. At least I'm giving you one a week. Okay, guys, but it feels weird. For me, especially, because I'm so used to consistently giving out all this great content. I do want to say thank you to all the guests I've had on. Y'all been great, but, you know, this last couple of weeks, uh, I'd say like last week and a half, it was kind of rough. The beginning of this month was kind of rough. I had some family things going on and uh, some personal things going on. It was just, it wasn't that I, I couldn't... I had the time, you know, to knock out an episode for y'all, but wasn't in the right mindset. It wouldn't be that funny. So I spent, had some time alone, I spent some time just uh, sleeping for sure, just mentally getting myself back in in game mode, and uh, here I am, just got off work tonight, of course, at the... Ever so popular water burger that I work at, and it's a pretty rainy night here in San Antonio, Texas. It was storming, it was one of those storms where you get on the highway, can't see shit. Get on the highway, you might die. And, uh, pet peeve if you know, I'm I don't like answering my phone like that. It's like I'm I got my seatbelt on. I'm leaned over, I gotta blow into a breathalyzer every five minutes anyways, and, you know, I'm usually listening to a podcast, some of you might be listening to this right now while you're driving, right? Well, imagine you're driving in the middle of a storm, listening to this podcast, and then someone starts calling you, shuts the podcast off, and then, uh... You 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 want you're curious because it's habit to look at your phone to see who it is, but you're also like, don't want to die, not tonight, not on November eighth, two thousand eighteen, on two eighty one in the middle of a storm for no fucking reason. Sober shit. So uh, I made it home, and I was like, all right, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Gotta knock this hour out for y'all. And uh, I had a bunch of notes, some of y'all sent in some questions, I have them, the questions of the week, but I just really want to get back down to just saying, what's up, how you doing? I feel like it's been so been so long since we've just been one-on-one together, because I've had a lot of guests on, and it, it's hard for me to say no to some of the guests, You know, I love them, and I, I'm getting the strap, I'm getting the belt. And the best guest is going to have the belt. And I love my boy Jordan. And that that episode was hard. Some of y'all might go, Dominic, what's so hard about sitting there and talking in a microphone with one of your friends? Well, you know what? That's why you make plans with people days ahead. And then that day finally comes. How many times do you cancel? I bet you cancel a lot more than you follow through. You know why? Human nature. So we planned we planned to do that podcast maybe a week in advance. And then when the day came, both of us were like, fuck. Like, I love you, bro. But I can't do this right now. But we did it. And we put it out there. And it's out there for the world to hear. Okay? Some of y'all. And he's got one of my favorite stories. If you listen around 28, 29 minutes, he's got a story about his nephew cutting his butthole that, oh my gosh, dude, I couldn't, I, I, it was the first time I've ever cried on the podcast. I laughed so hard, I cried, and I'm so glad I did it during the day. Right now, what time is it right now? It's uh, 11, 12. 11-12 at 11-8-18. That's a lot of 11s. It's your lucky number. You should have played the Powerball, Dom. I did. I think I told that story. doesn't matter. So I did Uh, spend some time sleeping, watching some TV, and Gordon Ramsay has a new TV show, which I didn't know about. I think it's called, like, 24 hours in hell, or to hell and back in 24 hours, or something like that. If that's not the name of the show, he's probably got like a spin-off or a mini series called that. But essentially, failing it, it, it's like Kitchen Nightmares, but he doesn't 24 hours, and then he checks back on them in three months. It's just a condensed version of Kitchen Nightmares. But these people, he was like a Barbecue joint in Sacramento. These fucking people had a smoker. In the back right. That was on. With the propane tanks. Next to the open flame. With a whole gallon jug. Of bleach. Right next to it. And Gordon's like. What the fuck are you doing? Are you trying to make a bomb? If the earthquake's not going to take Sacramento, this fucking bomb's going to... Dude, can you... I mean, you don't even have to work in a kitchen. You don't have to know... Sh- you don't have to know shit about anything. But you're going to have a thing of propane, bleach, and an open fire? A furnace, Dude? Like, these people, and they own a restaurant? Dude. That shit made me laugh, though. It shouldn't have, but it made me laugh. Because if they would have exploded that, their entire restaurant, they probably would have hurt some people. That wouldn't have been funny. That would have been horrible. People would have been hurt. But then, what, what do they What do they say? What do they tell a the guy? Is it like arson? you order like, was this a terrorist attack? And the guy's just a poor like li- like he- not a poor line cook. Some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life are line cooks. But this guy though, let me tell you, he wasn't Aristotle, I'll tell you that. And he was just kinda like, uh oh. he's like he's like, Do you see this fire? And he's like, Yeah And he's like, Do you see this propane? He's just like yeah And he's like, You got a fucking gallon of bleach You gotta make a bomb And this guy's like Oh, 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 oh. Like he didn't know he was making a bomb. And he wasn't. And if that shit did explode. There probably would have been a terrorist act. Now. I hate I hate how many times I've had to pause. Uh, in the last couple of episodes. But this cat has just been getting out of control. So I had to throw him. Into the bathroom. Because he started climbing up. He started climbing up the curtains. Alright. Which. The curtains in my dining room. They're really not curtains. It's a shower curtain that looks kind of fancy that I nailed to the wall. But he was climbing up it, so I locked it in the bathroom so it wouldn't disturb me. But now I can actually hear him over my headphones. So I'm going to have to pause it, but I'll be back in two seconds. I'm telling you, dude, fucking cats, man. They think they're so regal, dude. They think they're so regal. They think they're so majestic, and they're not. They're just peace. They're. They're shitty animals, dude. They're shitty animals. That's why Chinese people... You know what? They got more respect in my book for eating them. Thank you for eating them. Uh, On that note, I met up uh, a little business lunch with uh, my boy Brian Menard, who helps run Sticker Fridge, one of the founders of Sticker Fridge. And then my producer, who you've heard on interviews... Zach Cavender, and we went. We met up at this Chinese restaurant, and I got there a little too early. But Google Maps was sending me there, and I still got there early. I don't know how. It was trying to send me to a residential neighborhood that was gated, and I was like, "This don't look like no fucking." I was like, "Did he invite me to like his friend's mom's house, who's maybe Asian?" Or is a personal chef and is gonna cook us a Chinese meal? No, it was it was wrong. And then so I had to use a different, uh, you know, location service, which you know they know where I'm at all the time. Anyways, because I play the Pokemon Go, because I'm catching them all. So we get to this Chinese restaurant though, I'm the first one to get there, and uh, I needed food. I needed it. It's kind of like you know if someone's like blood sugar's low or something like. They gotta eat they gotta eat like a fucking oatmeal pie that's how I was so I get there I get a table I tell the guy I'm like yeah, two more are joining me, but I'm gonna order now a I need a water egg drop soup crab rangoon shrimp sesame okay easy not fucking around dude egg drop soup crab rangoon shrimp sesame. And to drink water, right? Now, I only saw one person serving this entire, which no one no one could do successfully, is serve this, and there's probably 20-something tables in there. And even though it's not a buffet, it's still just simple, you know. You could have you just said, I could have just said A5 water, you know, ordered, whatever, like it, it was a fast food joint. But the owner was at the front, just watching the server get crushed, not even helping bus tables, not even helping bring waters, not doing anything. And I guess the owner's son sitting there doing the same thing. It wasn't until later, after Brian and Zach showed up, that that uh, cat that um, the owner's son started actually getting waters. But the guy like comes and he brings my egg drop soup off, and I still don't have a water. And I'm like, uh, soup's hot, can't. I, and I'm thirsty, and I'm dying. So he finally brings me water, and I get it, and I felt bad. And the guy's wearing a vest, which, just for the record, was a, a women's vest. And the reason I know this is because I've been a bartender for a very long time. And usually, you have to wear a vest when you're a bartender. It's like being a magician or a best man; you have to wear a vest. And so, you know the difference between a men' and a fe- a male and a female's vest, and even the way the buttons go. Like they button up differently, and some people might not even notice that females' t-shirts button up different. Their their buttons are on a different side as men's. Anyways, this poor guy had a female's vest on, maybe because he was a small Asian man, doesn't matter. He could get one fitted. I'm a small Italian guy. I get my shit still fits me. Anyways, he only had one button and it was the bottom one. And then the top three were button or unbuttoned and they were popping out. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, this poor guy. The whole back was like a strap and I was like, this guy is wearing like a vest that like a cocktail waitress at a strip club would be wearing. And she would have the exact amount of buttons undone. The fucking top three. And you would just have the bottom, the bottom, the fourth one, which is like the opposite of the rule. If, if, you're, if you actually know anything about wearing a vest as a man, you, you button everyone except for the bottom one. This guy did the opposite, okay? He buttoned only the bottom one. And thing was, sadly, he didn't have tits that were hanging out for me to enjoy. He was just sweaty and running around, not having a water. Still tipped him good, but doesn't matter. You know, I wish this is where I wish Gordon Ramsay would have came in and walked up to the owner and would have been like, You fucking jackass you have. This man is ruining the dawning experience. Get your lazy Buddha ass. Even though, like, Buddha was fucking Indian. I don't even know why they have Buddhas in Chinese restaurants in the first place. Buddha was Indian. And, uh, get your Buddha ass out there and give that man a water so he can have it with his egg drop soup. So, anyways, Brian and Zach show up. And uh we start talking. So it's kinda of some new some new things I wanted to tell you that, that we're gonna be doing. We hear the cat because I did release him from his from his prison of the bathroom. <sighs> Which is not even a bad prison because this bathroom looks better than most prison bathrooms. But we have some new ideas coming up. Uh one of them is we're gonna do a live podcast. I can't tell you where yet. Okay. I can't tell you where, but the the thing is Okay, if you just heard that, I just turned this laser on to distract this cat. So I can't tell you where yet, but it's gonna be uh somewhere off four ten around the I ten area, and they're gonna have a little comedy club and we're gonna talk to the owners. And we're going to see if we can do a live podcast where we'll set up and we'll get like five microphones and we'll have like an audience and whatnot and we can have people come up and participate and it will be the live Dom Caesar, the, the Domcast live, live at, I can't say yet because we have not talked to the owners about making sure it's official, but I'm pretty sure it will be and it'll bring people in and I'm pretty sure they'll make some money at the bar. And then we got to set up, you know, what kind of percentage of money we're going to make at the bar because this is a business because I got to keep my fucking stacks fat. All right. I love doing this, guys, but I have to monetize off of it eventually. So, which I've done before, like with music. It's easy. When you would do like open mics and stuff, you ask for percentage of the bar. Some people are like, you know how how do you make money doing that well you t- you said you say uh what's your slowest day of the week right what's your slowest day of the week uh tuesday nights okay well tuesday nights from 9 to midnight can you let me do whatever the fuck i want and if it brings more people in and your sales increase i want you start off with something fucking cheap, like 10%, uh, 5% of bar sales, right, you just say that, and they're like, oh, okay, right, so let's say it's a shitty night, and your plan doesn't work out, they sell $100, and you make five bucks, whatever, that's your five bucks for trying, right, well, When you do it right and you got the right people, you increase and you pump those fucking numbers up and then you get a thousand in sales. Let's say you go Tuesday night and the next thing you know, boom, a thousand in sales. Okay? Kids, I'm telling you how the business works now. If you want to do an open mic or you want to do a stand-up comedy thing or something, I'm telling you how to monetize and make money off of it. Why? Because Papa Dom has done it and I'm going to teach you the way to do it. So then you get something good going on. When I say you do whatever the fuck you want, you mean you bring musicians in, you have a good time. See if maybe you can get a sponsor, someone local, a local beer sponsor. Be like, hey, can you just give me a free case of beer? I'll promote your beer all night. I'll give it out to all the comedians or musicians that are performing. Um, I'll give them beer. Everyone will see them drinking your beer. Uh, They'll they'll order it from the bar because they'll want to. Because people look up to musicians and athletes and stuff like that. And so they do, right? They do. And so then the bar sales increase. So then you get to a point where all of a sudden you're at uh, that Tuesday night. You do a, They do 1,000 in bar sales. 1,000 in bar sales. And you got 5%. Let's say you've done this two weeks in a row. You know? You rubbed your two pennies together. You made your 50 bucks and I got 100 bucks. And you're like, oh, man. Then you go up and you talk to the owner. You go, hey, you know, I got another bar. They've, they've been seeing, you know, what we're doing here. And they're going to offer me 8.5% of bar sales to do the exact same thing I'm doing. Um, And I know you could probably find another host. But these musicians or these comedians, they're going to go do it next week at this bar i don't mind like I, i'm i'm going to back up i'm going to back up the brink's truck at that bar but if you want to match them at 8.5% this week then then i'll do it then i'll do it and then usually 99.9% of the time if they're smart they'll fucking give it to you And now you almost doubled your money. And then you continue to do this until you get up to about 15% of bar sales. And then you make money. And everyone's happy and people are being creative. And that's how you monetize off an open mic. Whether it be music, slam poetry. I don't know if I ever call it fucking. Why do they call it slam poetry? Never seen anyone fight at one of those. They're all too fucking hippie for that kind of stuff. They never, they never fight over it. But that's how the business works, kids. All right. So we need to go talk to this. We gotta go talk to this spot. And We're gonna see if we can, uh, if if they'll tell us what their deadest night of the week is, and then we can set up shop, and uh, set up a percentage and set up a price, and then we'll do it. We'll, uh, We'll get we'll get Domcast live, the very first live Domcast in front of an audience out there. And it should be fun. We'll have like mics set up, we'll do Q&As and that's that's coming to San Antonio, Texas. All right? This December. So it's one thing we talked about at this Chinese restaurant, which I eventually got my food uh and the poor ugh, the whole time I was just like wanted to button the guy's thing up. But I was like, you know what? He wasn't, even though he's a small Asian man, his frame is not built for this tight little stripper vest. Poor guy. Breaking all the rules of fashion too. But, oh, still tipped him good because I've been there. Done it. Not, not how to wear this shitty vest like that, but, you know, we've all done that. So I was looking at some of the questions of the week and a lot of them, a lot of them that y'all sent me at she tastes like Texas on Instagram, um, are very politically driven and you know, we talk about politics, but we talk more about making fun of politics on this podcast. And those who follow me online or know me in person, I really like to watch this whole thing fucking crumble to the ground. Okay. But I'm a libertarian, which is almost... <laughs> but I'm, I consider myself a libertarian when people ask me. So then really, I don't have to like choose a dog in the fight. Even though most of the candidates I like have to run as Republicans. Just so they can get their capitalist ideals through. And then they can never push their liberal ideals that I love through. But yes, I'm a libertarian when people ask me. And a lot of the questions were politically based questions and I don't even wanna, I don't wanna answer a lot of them because people just got too outraged. Okay, now I know Texas Senate with Ted Cruz and Beto, and when Beto lost, people were losing their shit. And this is something about the far left. I mean, you can say this for both sides, the right and the left. But in Texas, the right one. So the far left reacted. And the way the far left reacts is like opposite of their agenda. Like, their whole agenda. It's like when when they saw Beto lose, I saw tweets that were like, Eat shit and die. Oh, you fucking Republican pigs. Fuck Ted Cruz and his family. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be the party of like love over here and equality and peace? Aren't you supposed to be the party of peace and love and equality? Why are you telling people to eat shit and die? Now, I said, as a joke, if I had an autobiography instead of this podcast, it'd be called Be a stand-up guy or eat shit and die, right? But that's me trying to be funny and make a joke. Not seriously angered that a fucking politician who, in the long run, doesn't give a fuck about you, right? They're just as bad as half the bankers. They're just as as bad as Big Pharma. Guess who gives them money for their campaigns, Big Pharma and the bankers, right? They don't give a shit about you. And you're over here saying, go fuck you and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, dude, they just want your vote. And they'll say anything to get it done. Okay? Like, dude, I to be honest, out of Ted Cruz and Beto, of course, I wanted Beto to win. Did I vote for him, though? You'll never know. No, because I, I, I vote a straight libertarian ticket. I vote a straight libertarian ticket. Because I'm I'm the one who gets that shifty 1% in there. And you're like, well, I don't know. Uh, it's so close. There's like a 0. 0.5 difference. But the libertarian's got a 1% part of the vote. Yep. You know why? Because my vote actually fucking matters right there. My vote is kind of like that one Jenga block. The libertarian vote is the Jenga block that's going to decide who's going to win this fucking game. Sadly, Ted Cruz won this game. But I was still playing Jenga with y'all. I was just pulling the blocks that y'all needed for stability. I digress. So, a lot of the questions not gonna answer. Not gonna answer. Not even gonna say who sent them to me. But let's see. One of them that I liked from Just Gemo Seven was asking about uh, what side of San Antonio would you move on if so she's thinking about moving. And she's trying to think about what side of San Antonio she would move to. Now, San Antonio, if you've never been, is the largest, biggest city, I don't know. Maybe even ever, ever out there. It's like it's a, I mean the largest, smallest city out there. What did I say? The largest, fucking biggest? That's why I vote libertarian. No, so it's the largest smallest city ever. Everyone kinda knows each other. Everyone's they know what high schools what um but I've lived in multiple parts of this town. All different parts of this town. And I'll say where I'm at currently, which is I will just I'll just tell you this. I am in the Blanco sixteen oh four area. I am I am somewhere on Blanco in between 1604, and 410, which is actually a pretty large size if you think about it. But I've been all over the city, and some of my favorite spots, I I did live a, a while off Bandera in 1604. So they have some really nice spots there. You really don't need to leave. They have it, one of the largest HEBs. It might be one of the largest HEBs ever. I think they said they had like a diamond or crystal or... No, it was a diamond tip drill when they broke ground for that H-E-B. That's how crazy big it was. Um, You can go to the H-E-B. You have a movie theater. There's nice bars. There's restaurants. It's a good area of town. When I was living there, though, um, it was a little expensive for what it was. Uh, I mean, I see that now, and I live with the white people now. I live with all the white people now, and it's pretty sweet. And so... I think, though, for the money, in my area, you can get pretty much, you can get a bigger place, or same quality, and just, I like this side of town better. Um, uh, Medical. Medical is by far the most affordable if you don't want to live on the west side, south side, or far east side. If you don't want to live, like, you know, by the train tracks, which, if you do, nothing's wrong with that, as you know... The woman that turned me into a man lived off the train tracks on the west side. Okay? I spent some time down there. Doesn't mean I'm going to walk out there with a bandana on and one fucking jean leg rolled up like I'm a motherfucking cholo. And go buy a mixtape at a gas station with some hot Cheetos and a six-pack of Bud Light. Because that's the only beer they have at H-E-B on that side of town. Okay? Okay? That's not why. But if you want to live somewhere, that's cheaper, but you still have a lot of options. You have to go medical. I think medical for the money, you can find places that are about 75 cents a square foot to about 80 cents a square foot. In that area, almost everything is 24-7 because obviously... It's off medical. There's a bunch of fucking uh, doctors' offices, hospitals. You know, people have to work the late shifts. They have to work the night shifts. So everything's 24 hours. Now, if you're a bartender, someone who works in the industry, gets off late, still hasn't gone grocery shopping, needs to, there's a 24 hour HEB right off Worst and I 10. Get your grocery shopping done, you fucking chachis, okay? But I personally couldn't live in medical anymore. Just, it never stops. That's the thing. It kind of reminded me of being maybe what's like in a large city where it's just constantly. You hear you hear engines go by and police. And, I mean, there's cool little bars. Things are cheap and affordable. You can get yourself a nice sized condo. With the thinnest walls known to man. Want to hear your roommate sneeze after he masturbates every single morning? Go live in medical. Because for that price, you can get yourself a condo with the thinnest walls known to man. Want to listen to your roommate fight with his girlfriend? Then fuck her in the mouth. Live in medical with the thinnest walls known to man. Cottonelle is doing research in medical to figure out how thin they can get their toilet paper based on the housing in medical. You'll have to listen to everything and hear everything by everyone. So I couldn't do that anymore. You know, I needed some fucking thicker walls. I needed I needed something like that. So I, I ended up here in this area. I guess you call it Churchill Estates-ish. Ish, where they where they had a lot of Ted Cruz signs on the yards, you know, but but then there's still a lot of the a lot of the liberal uh, whites, you know. So I don't know. I live with the white people now. It's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit of it's a little, it costs a little bit more, but my walls are thicker. My walls are thicker, and my car doesn't get broken into. I had a friend who uh, went and stayed. Uh, Lynn didn't even steal me, it just went over to my my crib at medical one time, and her car got broken into, and they stole all of her makeup and she was parked at my house for like six hours, crazy cause I parked my car there for like three and a half years, and no one took shit, but they took her like makeup bag and all her makeup that sucks. I apologize if you're listening, you know who you are. so when it comes to sides of town, I love this side. I don't, you know, I don't have the fucking money bags yet to go get myself a house in Stone Oak or, you know, Deerfield or anything like that. But those are really nice sides of town. And you can rent really awesome apartments all in that area. And it's really about how quick you can get places. Like from where I live, it's equal distance. It hits sixteen oh four, two eighty one. 281. 410 I10 where is Bach Parkway. So I can basically hit all the major highways that are in San Antonio within a five minute drive. so that's that's rare. when you're in places like Bandera. You're like stuck to sixteen oh four or four ten, and you're on one road, and you can't go anywhere. Then you try to take back roads, and those those just lead you to your residential neighborhoods that you think are your friend's mom's who cooks Chinese food. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna have my meeting at my friend's mom's house, dude. You know what's a true story? I went to my friend. I'm gonna say his name because it's almost like so. Uh, it not it's just so common that it doesn't matter. But his name's John Win, Win spelled like the N the N G Y, what you know when and uh it was when i was in high school and i went over there to go play some guitar with them and when my mom picked me up afterwards because i was like 14 she was like you smell cleaner dude no lie his whole family the living room everything was like, covered in plastic Sofas were covered in plastic, chairs were covered in plastic. Everything smelt like it had like uh some kind of lemon zest, some shit like like uh, the raid spray. Cause you know my ongoing war with these cockroaches, if you listen to the last episode, you know. I ha I'll set up little mini roach traps, okay? But I'm on that spray now and I, I get my shit lemon scented, dude. Because I live with the white people now. My shit needs to be lemon-scented, dude. So anyways, this whole house was like lemon-scented. And uh, when I left, I was a cleaner person. Cleaner person. She could have baptized me. She should have baptized me. Even though I don't even think she spoke to me or said anything. She's like, your friend needs to go now. <laughs> That's not really that's not really how her voice was. It was it was thicker. It was Yo friend, go now. So anyways, so let's go to the next question. Okay, so out of all the sides of town, yes, I like it in this area. Blanco sixteen oh four to blanco four ten ish. If you can stay somewhere in between there, there's a whole strip of awesome shit. You got HEBs Bs everywhere. You got different cool restaurants. You have um, sushi places. You have Italian joints. You have smoke shops for people who like to vape. El Bucanero. A bunch of cool bars. All right, let's move on. One in the chamber asked if I had a genie. and And I had three wishes. What would my three wishes be? Um, one in the chamber, first off, I would get, one of my wishes to make this fucking cat disappear, okay? Now, he's been running, this whole, this whole episode right now, I've been shooting this laser pointer across the room at, ad- Look, he's like, eh, 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 this laser pointer, now he knows it's me, he's not going for it. But anyways, he's laying his fat ass on the table. I, okay, so if I had a genie, one of the wishes would be get this cat um, out of my life, dude, out of my life. Do I release him into the wild? No, he's too pretty. It'd be like uh, if I went to jail, dude. It'd be like I'd be I'd get I get You know, I'm too pretty for jail. This cat's too pretty for the wild. You know what I mean? He's got his, he's got a very nice coloring. He's got a cute little chin with a little white paw f- paws, you know. He's too pretty for the wild. He'd get fucked by the tomcats out there, you know. You he- can't do that. If I had another wish, so I have two wishes left. Hopefully this genie is understanding and pretty cool. Um, Imagine if it's like, his name is just like genie, like the old school name. But anyways, um... I would destroy all debt. I would it, almost like Fight Club, like with the bankers. It would just everyone would just flatline back to zero. No more student loans for people. No more, no more loans on their houses. I would just destroy debt completely. Everyone would be debt free, which would be like freeing Americans. It'd just be like freeing the slaves. Cause that's what we are now. If you if you have any type of debt and you owe a bank or any kind of university or Ford, Met, Ford Motor Company, any kind of money, yeah, you're one of their slaves. So, yeah, I would free all the debt slaves. That's what I would do. And then for my third wish... For my third wish... I would have a personal driver. I would have a per- I would never drive a car again. I would I would say I would never drive or fly again, but I don't know how to fly a fucking plane. <laughs> I said that shit like I knew how to fly a plane or a, a helicopter, but I don't. No, if I could just if if for 0 dollars. No, I mean if I had the money I put them on payroll, but it's a genie, right? So I guess it doesn't matter. I don't need money. I would just have to have... Per- I would have my personal Uber. And and it would be a different Uber every single time. But they would show up exactly when I need them. But it would be a different person. So we're going to have a different conversation, a different story every single time. And in a different car every single time. But I would never have to drive. I would never drive again. That would be... That would be it. You know, one day... maybe Maybe that's it. I need a... One day, when I get married, it's going to be to someone who loves to drive. So I never fucking have to. How about that? And they have a pilot's license. (laughs) So I never have to fly. Anyways, I actually don't mind flying. I thought I was going to be so freaked out and afraid the first time I flew in a plane. No. But I was also on like six milligrams of clonopin. And I and I had like a whiskey and coke on the plane, so maybe I just didn't give a shit. But it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. I honestly thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. But yeah, that would be it. Personal driver. Um, oh son of a bitch! Hold up, I got to go back. The cat just stepped on the keyboard. Now I got to make let me pause this to make sure everything's good. All right, I'm back, I'm sorry, see that's why my first wish would be getting rid of this cat because he stepped on the keyboard he 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 stepped on the keyboard. See one time I watched this band called Minus the Bear, and i- I saw him at this venue called the White Rabbit, and it was very crowded, and then people started. Uh, trying to get on stage and jump off even though that kind of music isn't the kind of music you crowd surf to. People get crazy and they have hormones and they act out of their own nature and they do stupid shit. It's like trying to jump off stages at Minus the Bear shows. Well, this kid got on stage and the band shut the show down real quick and was like, hey, we have a lot of fucking expensive equipment and pedals on stage. And we're here. He was like, there's a lot of people here that just want to hear good music and have a good time. And y'all climbing up on stage is ruining it. And you're going to ruin our equipment. That's what this cat just did by stepping on the keyboard in the middle of this podcast. I don't know what he stepped on, but it took a screenshot of my computer. Don't know what that did. I re-listened to it just now, and it didn't sound any different. But if you're listening to this on iTunes, and you hear a... Three seconds before I say, I'm going to pause it. It's because the cat just let the government take a screenshot of my fucking computer. right? So yes, wish number one. Get rid of this cat. Wish number 2 destroy all debt and then wish number 3 personal fucking driver. Okay? Personal driver would be so awesome. I love I love riding Uber. I spend a lot of money on it. Sometimes I don't even like need to. Um I went out to have lunch with a friend of mine. I met her up at a, a Chinese restaurant. I don't know. Um, what was it? My fucking P.F. Chang's. Dude, I think I'm the only person in history who's been... Who first off goes to P.F. Chang's to fucking drink and the only person in history to be kicked out of a P.F. Chang's. I, I was banned from the P.F. Chang's at Lock and Terra... For a long time. And. Uh, I'll take this call real quick. Uh, yeah. Hello. Okay. Well I'm doing podcast right now. You're on. All right. So. um, Yeah. I think I'm the only person I know that. Goes to a PF Chang's to fucking boost. And, but I'm telling you. PF Chang's has And since I've been on probation, I haven't been to P.F. Chang's to booze. And it sucks, but I do like it. And I've been kicked out of a P.F. Chang's. And this was back in the day. This was years ago. But I got kicked out. And <laughs> I remember this story now too. Because I was day drinking. And I started buying people at the bar drinks. And you're not supposed to smoke there. And then the, the manager came up. And he was like, you got to cut this guy off. Because I'm just loud telling jokes. But people are loving it. I'm buying the bartender drinks and he works at a PF Chang's. He's like, fuck, no one buys me shots. No one even orders shots at at a fucking PF Chang's. And I'm like, fucking get yourself a star fucker, motherfucker. You know what I mean? We're having a good time. And then uh they were like, You're cutting you off. And I'm like, the manager told me that. And I was like, all right, well, go out and smoke a cigarette. And he's like, you Can't smoke here. And I was like, Well, I'm smoking outside. You can't smoke out there. And I said, Well, let's Fucking whatever, and I went outside, start smoking a cigarette. Got pissed, got banned from a PF Changs for drinking jokes on y'all. PF Changs went back years later. Guess what? Met most of your entire motherfucking staff, they like me, and I was drinking your booze again. Yeah, I like PF Changs. Fucking Next time you're at a mall. Or your summer, if you're even just driving by a PF Chang's, and this is not an ad or a promotion, just go to the bar for like one drink, because even the people that drink at a PF Chang's bar, it's a good fucking time. I'm telling you, I've I've had some 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 of my best times at a PF Chang's bar. Anyways, where I was going with that was I was meeting a friend up of mine. It was uh, Panda Express. There you go. I took an Uber to Panda Express. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. Cost $6 to get there. $6 to get back home. Guess what? Just felt like someone else driving me. Felt like having a conversation with a stranger. Before I had a conversation with my friend. And so, uh, took an Uber. Got got to the Panda Express, got the chow mein or lo mein, whatever the fuck that is, with the orange chicken, because I don't fuck around, dude. All right? They didn't have sesame shrimp, or else I would have got that. You know my style already, kids. All right? You already know. You see, you already know how I play my fucking dice. That's the thing about this podcast. I got too open with y'all. You, now y'all know too much about me, man. Y'all are knowing way too much about me, so got my orange chicken, my Chow Mein, Lo Mein, whatever the fuck it was. Um, couldn't be a gentleman, cause usually I'd pay, but she was there before me, so she already paid. Whatever, doesn't matter. Just a friend, and uh, then I I ordered my Uber to go back home. And ended up being – you never – see, this is why I love Uber. You never know who the fuck you're going to meet. And I was actually one of the original people who rode with Uber. I was like on Uber before San Antonio got rid of it um, when it was like just taxi drivers driving the regular cars. And then it went to uh, – then they got rid of it and then it came back and then they gave me a bunch of free rides for sticking with them. And I've been riding Uber ever since. They send me like an email every single year like telling me how many miles I've driven with Uber and they makes you think how much money I've spent driving an Uber, but it's really not that bad. I think San Antonio is kind of becoming a city where it's like where you need, where like most big cities, people don't own cars. They take public transportation or they take taxis or Ubers or lifts. And I'm, some people are dry guys. Some people need a little lotion. Some people are Uber guys. Some people like a little lift. I'm a straight Uber guy. All right, so the Uber that took me back from the Panda Express home, this guy, he had this huge ass belt buckle. Huge ass belt buckle, just and the truck that came to pick me up, which also I love because it makes you feel like a fucking badass. You never know who's to pick you up. The first guy when I was leaving there was like, this guy did not. Well, actually, that was when I was gonna go see. one of my family members that was in the hospital. This guy came out, didn't speak English, but did his best job to make me feel like royalty. And like right when I got there, he like opened up the back door, pulled out the thing, slapped it, shook all the dirt off, brushed off the seat, and I sat there. And there was like some chick like waiting at the leasing office, and she just looked at me like, who the fuck is that guy? You know what I mean? So then I jump in this like F-250, 350. The thing was way way too big. And if it was a tiny guy driving it, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, you got you you got yourself a truck that matches the size of your dick. Nice python you got down there. Nice anaconda. Is Ice is Ice Cube and Angelina Jolie and Owen Wilson in the back seat? Anaconda. So, um, he had this huge ass belt buckle just sitting there and I asked him, and it says it says something about the rodeo, and I was like, "So you ride?" And he started telling me he was a barbecue champion, and this guy won multiple awards at the Houston and San Antonio rodeo for his brisket and his ribs, and he told me like this whole story, and you know, like Uber drivers sometimes they tell the story multiple times, so they got it down to a T. This guy told it, and I was like on the edge of my seat, literally. Literally on the edge of my seat because the fucking truck was so huge, like the edge of it fit my whole ass because it was way too big for my small ass. But this guy, the truck fit him. It, it could have looked like he could use an F-350, to be honest. But that's what happens when you're a barbecue king. And then he told me, How all this shit works. And it's almost like how this open mic shit works. You get your percentage. You get sponsors. They throw down. You buy your meat. You know. They get percentages off your winnings if you win. And this guy's a champion. The guy didn't want to take any W's. He Or he didn't want to take any L's. All he took was W's. And like he won like third place for his ribs, like second place for his pork, first place for his brisket. He was just racking them up, dude. And apparently there was like a miscommunication at one rodeo, and that's why he kept the belt because ended up he ended up losing his first place by like half a point, but they said that's never happened before, so they it was like a joint first place. So they both got the W, which is kind of like they both won a V. If you split a W in half, you know, it's kind of like just you got two Vs. So that could be victory. So he was like a victor and the other person was a victor instead of a winner. That's all right. But I respect that. He was just taking fucking Ws. You know what? I'm all about that too. Now, I don't know. I don't I don't wait till the New Year's to make resolutions. I make new resolutions every motherfucking day. And one of my new resolutions is and I learned this from our crazy ridiculous person we have in office as president, um, Donald Trump. This guy is wrong more than almost any motherfucker probably I've ever seen on TV or in public office. But he does not take a fucking L. That guy will not take a loss for the life of him. I just saw like one of his last press conferences. It is the eighth of November? So this was like a couple days ago. This could have been two days ago, or for all I remember, fucking yesterday, the seventh. And uh, he he wouldn't let the press talk shit to him. Nothing. Even when this guy's wrong, he's taking the W. He will not take the L for shit. So if the president of the United States, if he won't take a fucking L and he only settles for the win, fucking Dom Caesar, 2018 and 19, I'm only taking W's, guys. I'm only taking W's. And you know what? I might be like the barbecue king. If you want to split that W in half, and I got to share it with someone, and I and I end up with a V, guess what? I'll still take the V. You know why? Because I'm still a Victor. I'm taking that too. And shout out to all my friends named Victor. What's up, dude? Thank y'all for fucking listening, man. Y'all been weathering the storm. And that is going to... You know what? Let that sink in, dude. Don't take any more L's for the rest of the year. And then when you have to make a New Year's resolution... This year when it's your time to be like all right, new year new me, you're already going to be so used to not taking fucking losses that you're just going to be winning right off the bat in 2019. Okay? That's your recipe for success, dude. Be like the barbecue king. Be like be like Donald Trump on that fact. Be like Dom Caesar. Right now. If you're a football team. You're halfway through the season. You ain't taking no more L's dude. It's all about getting those W's dude. Stacking up the W's. Alright. This has been Domcast. Episode motherfucking 29. For November 8th 2018. I fucking love y'all. Hey guess what. If anyone needs a cat. Look out for it. I might have one for sale. Anyways. Tell your friends about it, dude, if you've been listening. If it's your first time listening, thank you. If you're driving, be safe. If it's in the rain, be safer. Subscribe, rate, review. Love you. Peace.